Chapter Nine of the Ramayana. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Valli. The Ramayana by Valmiki. Translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith. Canto thirty nine. The Sons of Sagar. The saint, in accents sweet and clear, thus told his tale for Rama's ear, and thus anew the holy man a legend to the prince began there reigned a pious monarch over ayodhya in the days of yore sagar his name no child had he and children much he longed to see his honoured consort fair of face sprang from vidarbha's royal race Kesini, famed from early youth for piety and love of truth Arishtanemi's daughter fair with whom no maiden might compare in beauty though the earth is wide sumati was his second bride with his two queens afar he went and weary days in penance spent fervent upon himalaya's hill where springs the stream called brigu's rill nor did he fail that saint to please with his devout austerities and when a hundred years had fled thus the most truthful brigu said from thee o sagar blameless king a mighty host of sons shall spring and thou shalt win a glorious name which none o chief but thou shalt claim one of thy queens a son shall bear maintainer of thy race and hair and of the other there shall be sons sixty thousand born to thee thus as he spake with one accord to win the grace of that high lord the queens with palms together laid in humble supplication prayed which queen o brahman of the pair the many or the one shall bear most eager lord are we to know and as thou sayest be it so with his sweet speech the saint replied yourselves o queen the choice decide your own discretion freely use which shall the one or many choose one shall the race and name uphold the host be famous strong and bold which will have which then kesini the mother of one hair would be sumati sister of the king of all the birds that ply the wing to that illustrious brahman suit that she might bear the multitude whose fame throughout the world should sound 
for mighty enterprise renowned. Around the saint the monarch went, bowing his head most reverent. Then his wives, with willing feet, besought his own imperial seat. Time passed, the elder consort bare a son called Asmanj the hare. Then Sumati, the younger, gave birth to a god. O hero brave, whose rind, when burst and cleft in two, gave sixty thousand babes to view. All these with care the nurses laid in jars of oil, and there they stayed, till youthful age and strength complete, forth speeding from each dark retreat, all peers in valour, years and might. The sixty thousand came to light. Prince Asumanj, brought up with care, scourge of his foes, was made the hare. But liegeman's boys he used to cast to Sarju's waves that hurried past, laughing the while in cruel glee, their dying agonies to see. The wicked prince who I withstood the counsel of the wise and good, who plagued the people in his hate, his father banished from the state. His son, kind spoken, brave and tall, was Ansuman, beloved of all. Long years flew by. The king decreed to slay a sacrificial steed. Consulting with his priestly band, he vowed the right his soul had planned, and Veda skilled, by their advice, made ready for the sacrifice. Canto 40 The Cleaving of the Earth The hermit ceased, the tale was done. Then in a transport Raghu's son again addressed the ancient sire, resplendent as a burning fire. O holy man, I fain would hear the tale repeated full and clear, how he, from whom my sire's descent, brought the great right to a happy end. The hermit answered with a smile. Then listen, son of Raghu, while my legendary tale proceeds to tell of high-souled Sagar's deeds. Within the spacious plain that lies from where Himalaya's heights arise to where proud Vindhya's rival chain looks down upon the subject plain. A land the best for rites declared, his sacrifice the king prepared. And Anshuman the prince, for so Sagar advised, with ready bow, was borne upon a mighty car, to watch the steed who roamed afar. But Indra, monarch of the skies, wailing his form in demon guise, came down upon the pointed day and drove the victim horde away. 
reft of the steed the priest distressed the master of the right addressed upon the sacred day by force a robber takes the victim horse haste king now let the thief be slain bring thou the charger back again the sacred rite prevented thus brings scathe and woe to all of us rise monarch and provide with speed that not its happy course impede king sagar in his crowded court gave ear unto the priest's report he summoned straightway to his side his sixty thousand sons and cried brave sons of mine i knew not how these demons are so mighty now the priests began the rite so well and sanctified with prayer and spell if in the depths of earth he hide or lurk beneath the ocean's tide pursue dear sons the robber's track slay him and bring the charger back the whole of this broad earth explore sea garlanded from shore to shore yea dig her up with might and main until you see the horse again deep let your searching labour reach a league in depth dug out by each the robber of our horse pursue and please your sire who orders you my grandson i this priestly train till the steed comes will here remain their eager hearts with transport burned as to their task the heroes turned obedient to their father they through the earth's recesses forced their way with iron arms unflinchingly toil each dug a league beneath the soil earth cleft asunder groaned in pain as emulous they plied amain sharp-pointed coulter pick and bar hard as the bolts of indra are then loud the horrid clamour rose of monsters dying beneath their blows giant and demon fiend and snake that in earth's core their dwelling make they dug in ire that not could stay through sixty thousand leagues their way cleaving the earth with matchless strength till hell itself they reached at length thus digging searched they jambudweep with all its hills and mountains steep then a great fear began to shake the heart of god barred fiend and snake and all distressed in spirit went before the sire omnipotent with signs of woe in every face they sought the mighty father's grace and trembling still and ill at ease addressed their lord in words like these the sons of sagar sire benign pierce the whole earth with mine on mine 
and as their ruthless work they ply, innumerable creatures die. This is the thief, the princes say, who stole our victim steed away. This marred the right and caused us ill, and so their guiltless blood they spill. Canto forty one Kapil The father lent a gracious ear and listened to their tale of fear, and kindly to the gods replied, whom woe and death had terrified. The wisest Vasudeva, who the immortals foe, fears Madhu slew. Regards broad earth with love and pride, and guards in couples form his bride. His kindled wrath will quickly fall on the king's sons and burn them all. This cleaving of the earth his eye foresaw in ages long gone by. He knew with prescient soul the fate that Sagar's children should await. The three and thirty, freed from fear, sought their bright homes with hopeful cheer. Still rose the great tempestuous sound, as Sagar's children pierced the ground. When thus the whole broad earth was cleft, and not a spot unsearched was left, back to their homes the princes sped. And thus unto their father said, We searched the earth from side to side, While countless hosts of creatures died. A conquering feet in triumph trod, On snake and demon, fiend and god. But yet we failed with all our toil, To find the robber and the spoil. What can be more? If more we can, devise, O king, and tell thy plan. His children's speech King Saga heard, and answered thus, to anger stirred. Dig on, and never your labor stay, till through earth's depths you force your way. Then smite the robber dead, and bring the charger back with triumphing. The sixty thousand chiefs obeyed. Deep through the earth their way they made. Deep as they dug and deeper yet, the immortal elephant they met. Famed Virupaksha, vast of size, upon whose head the broad earth lies. The mighty beast who earth sustains, with shaggy hills and wooded plains. Then, with the changing moon, distressed and longing for a moment's rest, his mighty head the monster shakes. Earth to the bottom reels and quakes. Around that water, strong and vast, with reverential steps they passed. Nor, when the honor due was paid, their downward surge through earth delayed. 
but turning from the east aside southward again their task they plied there mahapadma held his place the best of all his mighty race like some huge hill of monstrous girth upholding on his head the earth when the vast beast the princess saw they marvelled and were chilled with awe the sons of high-souled sagar round that elephant in reverence wound then in the western region they with might unwearied cleft their way there saw they with astonished eyes sumanas beast of mountain size round him with circling steps they went with greetings kind and reverent on on no thought of rest or stay they reached the seat of soma's sway there saw they bhadra white as snow with lucky marks that fortune show bearing the earth upon his head round him they paced with solemn tread and honoured him with greetings kind then downward yet their way they mind they gained the tract twixt east and north whose fame is ever blazoned forth and by a storm of rage impelled digging through earth their course they held then all the princes lofty souled of wondrous vigour strong and bold saw vasudeva standing there in couple's form he loved to wear and near the everlasting god the victim charger cropped the sword they saw with joy and eager eyes the fancied robber and the prize and on him rushed the furious band crying aloud stand villain stand avaunt avaunt great couple cried his bosom flushed with passion's tide then by his might that proud array all scorched to heaps of ashes lay canto forty two sagar's sacrifice then to the prince his grandson bright with his own fame's unborrowed light king sagar thus began to say marvelling at his son's delay thou art a warrior skilled and bold match for the mighty men of old now follow on thine uncle's course and track the robber of the horse to guard thee take thy sword and bow for huge and strong are beasts below there to the reverend reverence pay and kill the foes who check thy way then turn successful home and see my sacrifice complete through thee obedient to the high-souled lord grasped ansuman his bow and sword and hurried forth the way to trace with youth and valour's eager pace on sped he by the path he found dug by his uncles underground the water elephant he saw whose size and strength 
past nature's law who bears the world's tremendous weight whom god faint jaint venerate bird serpent and each flitting shade to him the honour meet he paid with circling steps and greetings due and further prayed him if he knew to tell him of his uncle's wheel and who had dared the horse to steal to him in war and counsel tried the warder elephant replied thou son of asmanch shalt lead in triumph back the rescued steed as to each warder beast he came unquestioned all his words the same the honoured youth with gentle speech drew eloquent reply from each that fortune should his steps attend and with the horse he home should bend cheered by the grateful answer he passed on with step more light and free and reached with careless heart the place where lay in ashes sagar's race then sank the spirit of the chief beneath that shock of sudden grief and with a bitter cry of woe he mourned his kinsman fallen so he saw weighed down by woe and care the victim charger roaming there yet would the pious chieftain feign oblations offer to the slain but needing water for the ride he looked and there was none in sight his quick eye searching all around the uncle of his kinsman found king garud best beyond compare of birds who wing the fields of air then thus unto the weeping man the son of vinata began grieve not o hero for their fall who died a death approved of all of mighty strength they met their fate by couple's hand whom none can mate pour forth for them no earthly wave a holier flood their spirits crave if daughter of the lord of snow ganga would turn her stream below her waves that cleanse all mortal stain would wash their ashes pure again yea when her flood whom all river rolls over the dust that moulders here the sixty thousand freed from sin a home in indra's heaven shall win go and with ceaseless labour try to draw the goddess from the sky return and with thee take the steed so shall thy grandsire's right succeed prince anshuman the strong and brave followed the reed suparna gave the glorious hero took the horse and homeward quickly bent his course straight to the anxious king he hied whom lustrous rites had purified the mournful story to unfold and all the king of birds had told the tale of woe the monarch heard nor longer was the right deterred with care and just observance he accomplished all as texts decree 
the rites performed with brighter fame mighty in council home he came he longed to bring the river down but found no plan his wish to crown he pondered long with anxious thought but saw no way to what he sought thus thirty thousand years he spent and then to heaven the monarch went End of chapter 9